You're listening to Leaving Toxic, the podcast where we talk about how to throw out the trash in your life, whether it be your habits, your mindset, your environment, or the people around you. I'm your host, Telly Rose. Are you ready? Let's leave toxic. And welcome. I am so excited to have Lyric Luciano on the podcast today. We're just going to call him Lyric. And he is a rapper, singer, and songwriter who was born in Charlottesville, Virginia in 1991. Lyric was raised by his mother in Culpeper, Virginia. At the age of five, his father was sent to prison, leaving his mother to raise the family while facing poverty which resulted in a rough childhood. We're going to get into that for him and his three sisters. Since the age of 16, Lyric has dedicated his life to music after being introduced to rapping by his classmates. I can't wait for you to listen to this one. Let's meet him. All right. I am so happy today to have Lyric on the show with me. Um, He is from Virginia, as I mentioned, and recently came out with a song called Deep Depression. Well, actually, it might not be that recent, but I recently discovered it, thankfully, um, just about a week ago. And so it moved me so deeply that I just, I had to have him on the show. So welcome, Lyric. How's it going? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, and I'm so happy to have you here. And how are you doing today? Um, pretty good. Um, I've been having a whole lot of stuff going on music-wise, um, so trying to catch up on a lot of stuff and all that good stuff. Um, how's your mental health? Uh, how is my mental health? Yeah, how's your mental oh health? Oh, my gosh. What is this? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. My mental health is... It's always a work in progress. It's always a work in progress. I've lost about seven people in the last four, three, I'm sorry, two years. Man, I can't do math. Um, So, you know, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. And um, yeah, I'm just getting through. But man, I did not, that question came came out of left field for me. I want to send my condolences first. Um, And, you know, it's a battle. But um, my prayers are with you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Well, you know, that really speaks to your heart and soul. And that was something that came through so deeply and profoundly to me when I heard this, the, the song Deep Depression and I heard the, the sincerity in your voice and the power in what you were saying. And I could tell that you're speaking from a place where you have been there before. It was just, it was just so powerful. And then when I shared the remix of the video with you and I side by side, it's, it's obvious that my eyes are welling with tears because I just, I know that the times where I have felt that deep sadness and other people that I know who have lost their lives to drugs or alcohol, who were battling with that pain as well. And so I would love to know you know, well, first, you know, before we get into the song Deep Depression, um, mm-hmm. as the audience knows, you know, you you grew up in Charlottesville, Virginia, and you were raised by your mother at the age of five. Your father was sent to prison. So, you know, tell me a little bit about what it was like for you growing up. Okay. Um, I was actually, yeah, I was born in Charlottesville, um, and I was raised in Culpeper, Virginia. I moved from Charlottesville to Culpeper um, okay. at the age at the age of seven. Um, and between that time, my mom would move every year, so we would never be stable at like a you know at a home, some place where we can go mm-hmm. home. It would be like every year hopping different places, different places. Um, and between that time, my father did go to prison for 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 drug trafficking from Virginia to you know. To Texas, so, oh, wow, okay, and he was, you know, and, and of course, you know, you do the crime, you got to do the time. But as far as the time goes, as far as my, you know, childhood, 
um, I missed the frame part from five years old when he left. So he didn't come back till I was 17. And I was already developed mentally. So yes. at that time, it was, of course, it was hard. Um, I went through a lot of um, down points in my life. Uh, mom was not stable enough to keep us. So sometimes she would send us all to family members to keep us while she got us up together. But while she was gone, um, she ended up getting real um, in a bad toxic relationship um, okay. to where, yeah. Yeah, to where he ended up beating her so bad that um, mm -hmm. he left her body on the side of the road and was about to throw her in, in the river. And luckily somebody that was driving by ended up picking her up. Long story short, uh, the same guy on the same night ended up stabbing a, 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 a old lady 12 times. He's doing life in prison now, but that's my just my background of chaos that I come from. And this is where the storm and depression all yes. start from my childhood. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that's my, it started off crazy. Wow. Wow. And, and, and I can imagine that's just one story, yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's not even you all, that's not even the, the whole picture, right? We that's just filled, we didn't one story. We yeah. We haven't even filled the layers back yet. It, exactly. So, you know, what, what, what has impressed me the most and you and I, had a little get to know you session yesterday. And, you know, it was just, I, as, as I was telling you on the phone yesterday, that it just blew me away that the, it seems like the messaging in your music is so consistent. Yeah. I, even after our conversation, I did a deep dive into, I went through, you know, your albums, I went through the different music and, and you talk a lot about relationships and and about heartache and about coping with with depression and it's something that we don't see very often in hip-hop and rap music and so i wanted to know what what was the inspiration for you behind the song deep depression um it had got to a point um where I started to notice other others were affected also by depression. And then my pain runs very, very, very deep. But also I understand there might not be other people who is, is, is can withstand and be as strong as me when it comes down to dealing with depression. Um, we all have a different walk of life. But I also noticed that this topic wasn't getting spoke on as much it was kind of like a, a foreign, foreign. So, but I did realize that a lot of people have to have that they deal with this. So I decided to make a song and not literally say, Hey man, I, I, um, I know, you know, we both go through depression, but kind of like a, a uplifting to yes, where you can right in this battle. This is how you, you know, maneuver through this. Um, and in the middle of the song, I, I say, F that, listen to me. Yes. Do you know how important you are? Yes. So even though this battle, even through this battle um, of you going through all this stress and this and these trials and tribulations, I need you to know that you are important. I need you to know that you are enough. I need you to know that no matter what happens in life, stay focused and we gonna work through this together. We got, we all got depression some way, somehow we'll figure a way, you know, out of it. Or if we can't figure a way out of it, I'm right beside your side. So you're not alone. God would never put you through what he will not walk you through. He will not, yes. you understand? He will, he will yeah. walk you through whatever the case may be. And it's going to get crazy sometimes. And your faith is going to be, you know, <laughs> It's gonna feel like giving up, yeah. but it's it means the most to where you gotta stay and keep fighting, even when you feel like you don't have no more left. So I made the depression to grab and to hopefully people can 
listen to the message and relate to it to where, yo, I can keep going another day because I heard Deep Depression, my lyric, um, and I can keep, I can keep fighting. And I know this also is like a, it's, it's a, it's just a thing that's not really talked about a lot. So I wanted to give people something they can hold on to. Yes, absolutely. And it's such a beautiful message. It's such a needed, absolutely needed message right now. And something that I also found really, that really drew me to you and what I thought was important for us to talk about is the fact that, the fact that you are a man that is talking about depression and speaking out about mental health and, and that is a, it's a vulnerable thing in itself and it's something that unfortunately our society has given this message to boys and men that they're not allowed to have emotions other than anger or, or aggression or um sure. pride you know things like that and the fact that you fearlessly almost i mean i don't know if it's fearlessly but it it you it looks effortless you just step up and you say no this is a problem and i'm going to speak about this and so when i have seen men speaking about not necessarily about about depression but other topics that are vulnerable i see sometimes that other men come on and they're like oh they're calling him a simp they're calling him weak all these names and so i can imagine that maybe you have come up against that with some people and i'm just wondering what made you step forward anyway? Um, to dig deeper into male emotions, um, you have a lot of rappers that, that, that dip the pin into male emotions. I throw my whole body inside of it. Yes. I want to because it's unheard of. You haven't seen it. Um, you have Drake, which is very, you know, he can, yeah. he can get emotional. It's but not it's the not, same. It's not the same. I want, when I, when I, with my music, I want to be the first, if I can be the first to be, to, to be the man that shows emotions. Um, Cause usually in this, in this industry, you have to be brolic, strong and, you know, masculine. And, but I know men, I've been around yes. men my whole life and I've been around women my whole life. And you would be surprised at how much we, <laughs> We kind of feel the same thing. Um, yeah. And then I have men in my DMs uh, saying, bro, you don't know how much this song is needed for me to get through because I don't have, I can't hear it. If I, got, if I want to listen to something like this, I got to throw on a female to hear what she wants. She's saying what I want to say. But when it's coming from you, it makes it so much better. Now, on the flip side of that, I have uh, my fan base is mostly women. And the, the, the crazy part about that is, is that women take the, the song and they apply it to their own. They know, what's, they know what's going on. So they apply it to their own life because they know exactly, okay, what Larry's saying right here is exactly how I feel. And this is the reason why I'm supporting him and the, the guy the same way. So I just wanted to jump into emotions more um, because I know men, sometimes men will be like, yo, you know, showing emotions is weak and, 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 and being like this is weak. And I want to break all barriers, all barriers, no boxes for anything. Depression, no boxes for emotions, no boxes for nothing. We are coming and we letting it all out. And, and hopefully I can be the person that makes it okay for other men to speak on their emotions. Um, but also can keep a masculine frame. Men have to understand it's both, it's a balance. You gotta be able to, if you wanna be emotional, you still gotta have a masculine frame. You gotta still be dominant, but also be sensitive when it comes down, when it's the right time. So I'm trying to balance it and try to do it the right way instead of, because we gotta understand that, you know, women want a masculine man and masculine men want a feminine woman. So we have to balance both and also keep a, a equal. So that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, there, there's been, I believe that there's been an, a misunderstanding about masculine and feminine because we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. But when we identify as 
as a man or identify as a woman, then that kind of makes it like the more dominant energy for someone who identifies as a man is is masculine energy and mm-hmm. someone and with women you know the feminine energy but it's kind of like this it's it's like it flows right it ebbs and it flows and because masculine energy is the energy of doing getting things mm-hmm. done taking charge being a leader feminine energy is the energy of receiving and yes. so the thing is is that in my opinion you know is that unfortunately men have been a lot of men have been taught that it's not okay to be in the feminine energy which means like you know receiving like we all need to receive love we all need to receive uh, you know somebody who listens to us cares about us hears us out mm-hmm. and so you know that is something that i think is is really is really lacking in the world right now and so being able to yeah you know sometimes figuring out that balance can be can be a little bit difficult, especially when you have women that say they want a sensitive man, but then will criticize him for crying. Exactly. And that's something I have felt so strongly about for the longest time. Yeah. You know, I'm like, please, please come, come cry on my shoulder. Please let me hold you. Let me, you know, it's okay. It is safe here. Unfortunately, I think that that we still have some work to do there. When I'm talking to uh, men, what I try to do is, even with myself, I didn't came to other men. Other men came to me, say, "Oh, bro, I'm hurt. I messed up over this, over this, over this shit, and I can't breathe. I can't sleep. I, mm-hmm. And but she never hears that. I hear it. So what I do is I put it in my music for her to hear what he's feeling. And it helps so much because just like I said, on the flip side, a woman listening to it, she could be going through the same thing. So it's either way, it's both. I'm just more, I'm just a man that's doing it, that's it. And um, so yes, I, I would like for men to open up more and to and to speak their mind. And if they cannot do that, they can't. And I, you know, I know how men is with pride. If they can't do that, I'm doing it for them. Mm. And yes, that's, yes. And yeah, and that, and sometimes that's, it takes people like you to step up and start talking about this because not everyone is ready to tell their story, right? right? And my philosophy is that not everyone, it's not safe for everyone to tell their story. You have to find, you have to have people that you feel safe to be able to be vulnerable with but for people like you and i who have platforms you know it's kind of a choice that we're making that you know we're going to talk about things that might be going on in our lives and we have to know that there are going to be you know we open ourselves up to criticism right you know but at the same time we open ourselves up to being able to be that that person that is speaking to us directly or, or, or speaking our story. It's, it's being that person that says the thing that people out there need to hear the most. And, and that seems like that is what you're doing. Yeah, uh, most definitely. It's kind of new to the ear and I, it's probably why it's working for me because it's not, you don't really hear it as much. Um, but even then, whoever takes the message, just get it out there. So we can move it around. It's a lot of people out here that's that's destroyed um, inside, and just need just need that. Hey man, I got you. Yeah. Grown man, it could be a grown woman that's fifty yes. years old. A grown man that's fifty years old. They just need to hear somebody say, "I got you." Yes. We we carry a lot on our shoulders as human beings. As human beings, we like we carry so much on our shoulders. And we move so fast daily and so much going on around us. You just need somebody to be like, chill, I got you. Relax, relax. Let me, let me talk these words for you. Let me try to talk you through this. Let me give you this motivation and inspiration that you need. I got you. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's beautiful and so uncommon for the the genre of music that 
that you were in. And you've been doing this since you were 16 years old and you're what, 32 right now? Yeah. 32? Uh, 32. 32. 32. 32. I, just turned, I just turned 32 on May, May 8th. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> um, so 16, I started. And what's, what's, what's weird is I needed this long journey. I can officially say that I needed this long journey because the route I was going at first, it was it was going it was going a different route. I would have never ended up. You would never see the lyric you see right now if mm. I would have went that first route. But I ended up shifting four years in of me rapping. I ended up shifting my message, and uh, the message started shifting. By the time I was twenty one, I was talking about real deep issues to the point where I'm here right now. So I'm so, I already had the mess up moments and I had practice over and over again to, to get me to where I'm at right now. Um, and the reason why I say the long journey was necessary because I come from Virginia. Mm. The states in, in hip hop, the only ones you hear blowing up is you might get Chicago, Atlanta, Los Angeles, New York. Uh, Memphis is real on fire right now. But Virginia has been looked over so many times and I decided not to leave. I decided that I'm not gonna go to another state to blow up. I'm gonna blow up here in Virginia because Virginia keeps getting looked over. The last person we had from Virginia that blown up, I, I honestly think it was Chris Brown. Oh, <laughs> so okay. That was a long time ago. We yes. had Trey songs. Uh, we had, you know, to give you uh, the Virginians, uh, uh -huh. Mr. Elliott, oh. Timberland. Okay. Um, the clips. Uh, I know Alan Iverson's from here, but that's just some that's just some names. But that's a long time ago. That's like the early two thousands. Right. And we had a couple other people, but they wasn't so much big commercial main mainstream uh, artists. So that's what I'm aiming for. I want to show. I got a lot to prove to Virginia that you don't have to leave. You can make it from here, and I want to show y'all that you have you don't have to come out talking gangster talking crazy um right my life my lifestyle has been you know gangster enough um but i'm not <laughs> coming, i'm not coming out preaching gangster right now i'm actually trying to do um uh, the opposite yes yes and so that's that's something else that's admirable is is that you're right i as you were talking there's people leave the state that they're in to go to Chicago, Atlanta, California. Right. And so committing to no, I don't need to do what, well, I mean, in so many ways you have, you, you are declaring with your actions, no, I'm not going to do the same thing that others have done. I'm going to walk my own path. What? I'm going to talk about the subjects that mean something to me. I'm going to stay in my hometown and commit to where I'm from and prove right. I can make it here. Yeah. 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 I think we got to a point now where uh it's it's where I might I'm gonna have to move. Because <laughs> okay. it's gotten to a point where it's starting to get like, you know, as far as uh recognition and uh, notoriety, it's starting to get to a point where i I'm I might have to actually move. Um I always considered LA my second home. I even got it tatted on my hand. I went oh. to my first, I went to my first BET awards in LA and that was a big accomplishment for me. So I had to get it, you know, tattooed on my hand. Um and people ask me all the time what's the tattoo and I tell them. So but as far as where I'm I'm going now and the and the way I'm climbing up, I've already showed them that you can make it from Virginia. So now Absolutely. I I've proved my point. So I'm You have. Good to oh go yeah. Now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You have, and, and it's not like, sometimes we have to, you know, we have to make decisions that are going to be beneficial to not only our dreams, but for you, you have a mission and you have a message. And so at some point there might be this crossroad where you have to decide, you know, it's, it's really taken off now. And if I am going to be able to elevate my message and my mission, then yeah, then you might have to, you might have to, Indeed. but you've put in the work. And that's one thing that I just wanted to comment on because 
as a business owner myself, I've only been in business about a year and a half and you've been doing this, you know, for over a day. I mean, like 15 years old. I don't know. I'm terrible at math. So over a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So tell me, were there times where, where you just wanted to throw, given throw in the towel and just give up? So many times I knew it was going to be, I knew, I knew it was going to be a struggle trying to make it because not, I had too many things against me. I had trying to make it out of Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, dealing with just stuff that came along the way, I ended up getting shot, which that led to uh, three months to recover, then get back on my feet. Then I'm all this trying to happen. Same year I lost my mother. My mother died the same year I got shot. So in between all of this stuff that's going on, all this, this tornado, I'm still trying to make it to the top. while All this, all this stuff is trying to just pull me back, pull me back. Um, Jail here and there, uh, relationship issues here and there. So much trampling upon me, uh, being homeless. Uh, trying to make ends meet, trying to make money, losing job after job, after job, after job, trying to just climb up to where I can speak. And I knew nobody was going to care until I, until I made it. Because at this, at this point, I know when I tell my story, somebody else might have went through what I went through. It might, not have, it might not have been as vivid as mine's, but they can know that the underdogs do win and gives them hope. It gives people hope. I haven't, you know, I, I just want my story to give somebody else inspiration and hope to keep going. Uh, it's very easy to get distracted and discourage. Uh, people around you will discourage you and distract you, and people will, will break you down mentally uh, to the point where you feel like giving up. But I want to be living proof that it's okay. Keep fighting, keep going. At the end of the day, you can you can still make it to do what you want to do if you have your own mind and, and and be strong. It's people in your corner, mother, father, sisters, brothers, who will discourage you, mm. who will destroy you. <laughs> Just off of the things they say that will stop, that will stop you from, from doing a lot of stuff. So I just want people to understand with all the discouragement in the world, I kept my fire burning. Even with my mother dying in my face, I kept my fire burning. You have to keep your fire burning because once your fire burns out, if you let your fire die out, you're gonna go. You want you're gonna want to go with that fire. You're gonna want to die with it. Mm. So you got to keep your fire burning. You got to find something to cling on and hold on to, whether it's ambition, hold on to that, and know at the end of the day your hard work will eventually pay off. And that's how I think. Absolutely. I have some experience with, well, I'll just say, it, you know, um, it's so unfortunate. My, my ex had a very rough upbringing and he, I would say he kind of remained married to the streets, no matter mm-hmm. what there was, I, I, I tried so many things to create stability and put in a safe roof over his head and and different things. But unfortunately, his friends and drugs were just, it just, it didn't matter what I did. And, And so I think that that is something that is common when that's something that you've been brought up in, right? It's, it's like, it becomes this battle. Like, this is what I know, but this is all I know. And so, so tell me how, how did you find the strength to keep going even after, you know, you said you, you know, there's times when you were in jail and you were losing jobs and the temptation to just say, fuck it. And like, you know, just sell drugs, just, you know, just do that. You're like, well, why not? Yeah. Okay. But you got the, the, the thing is, is that you're, you're still here. Like it, it's like some people get sucked into that and they just never, because you have to be really focused to do what you've been doing for the years that you've been doing it. You have to, 
you have to have some kind of motivation where you're trying to kind of pull away from that because otherwise it just sucks you in and then that's your life. Yeah. Um, I had to love music more than I love money. Honestly, Damn. I had to find something. I had to find something more uh, that I love more than money in order for me to get out of it. Um, another thing is I, I had to find an end goal. If you don't have an end goal and you get so in love with the money, I, it's very rare we find drug dealers who ended up being successful. They eventually Thank crash you. out. That's they eventually crash I, out. It's basically what I was saying. Yep. They eventually crash out and um and then and there's just ashes left. So you gotta find something that you love more than money, dedicate yourself to that. And I think that's where we're at right now as a problem as a whole, as a society, is that we we put so much um attention and our soul into money, which takes away the soul. Yes. And whatever you want to do. So yeah. if you put so much attention on getting money, get money, of course, get money. You need that to survive. You need that to open doors. But also don't put your soul into money. You know, like let that be a um an avenue. And as far as somebody not paying attention or or messing up when you giving your all and trying your all to um to help them. Some people need to bump their head. And some people need to bump their head more than once. Some people need to know what it feels like for you not to be there in order for them to see why, why they, you know? So those are one of those things where, yeah. And I put all, I put this in my music also. I talk about uh, relationship issues and um, mental health issues, social issues. It's all in, in one. So I try to like tackle those because it's hard, man. <laughs> like it's hard out. Yeah, I get it. It 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 really is. And because because of my own experience with just with someone who was not only selling drugs but doing them at the same time, which really I mean, I mean, I'm no expert on drug dealing, but you don't if you're using while you're selling, that's not a good combo. <laughs> you know, you ain't gonna be very successful that way. But I'm just saying. Um, but the thing that that I learned from that, and you know, maybe you saw something similar, being like just kind of the way that that you were growing up, is that you know, there's people that you can you can give them the message, and you can tell them that you're there for them, and you can tell them that you're willing to help them. But if if somebody is not ready for the help or open to it, then you, there's nothing that you can do. And, you know, you just have to let them know that you're there, but you can't force somebody to right. want to take care of their mental health or to get sober or anything like that. You can't, you can't force them. You can just tell them that you're there and you're, and that's what your music does. You know, <laughs> that's what your music does is you're saying, I'm here. I, 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 I get it. I'm here and I'm listening and you are loved. That's what I get from, from Definitely. your music. Definitely. And, and, and for those who, who won't humble themselves to, to, to come down to a realistic place, life will eventually humble you, uh, no matter who you are. You can't just do what you want. Uh, that's what I want people to understand. You can't just do what you want. You've you got to come to some type of uh, a good part in life you gotta come you gotta treat people with with certain respect you can't just do what you want because it's gonna come back tenfold and you don't know how it's gonna come back yes yes and sometimes i think depending on who the person is i know mm -hmm. that for me dealing with a lot of death has really changed you know it changes you as a person going through different things not just not just death but different types of trauma you know it changes you and you can either let it change you for the worse you know where you end up hating the world and hating people and just thinking everybody's out to get you um you know or you can you know you can try to use it as an opportunity to learn and grow and to to remind you of what matters the most to you in this world because you know not all of us i mean i i do sincerely hope lyric that you just you just blow 
up because your message is so needed. I hope that you do. And that's, that's something that most of us don't, as far as legacy goes, right? right. Most of us don't get the opportunity to leave such a legacy. I mean, you will, no matter what, because you, you have put out so much music, you've done so much work in, in terms of your message, you know, that it's coming back to the men's mental health. A little, a little bit of what we talked about yesterday was about the difficulty in speaking to men directly because your, your fan base is mostly women and that you, you notice that sometimes if you were to speak about something gender specific, that sometimes you have, you have pushback from wow. women because they feel, I don't know if they feel excluded, but maybe I was just wondering if you could expand a little bit more about that. It seems to be every post, um, not every post, but things involving men um, across social media, whether it's a man's dealing facing charges, whether a man is, he did something against a woman that could be small, uh, could be big, could be whatever the case may be. Underneath the comment section, there might be a man that says, hey, man, I know it's not as bad as y'all trying to make it seem. Why y'all? And then a hundred women would come and attack him for the comment mm -hmm. that he made. Um, also, I've seen posts on different platforms where the comment might have like 14,000 likes and the comment might be like something that's degrading towards men. But it's an agenda that's being pushed, which I see it. Anytime a man is speaking about something he should do for himself or other men, how they should you know, operate, there's always women underneath the comment section that's basically um, belittling them and taking away from just men as a whole. And unfortunately, when they make posts, not women, but for whoever's in charge of this, however it goes, because we all, me and you both know, there's corporations behind certain stuff and there's agendas that's being pushed. So when you send out a post to 200,000 people and the post got maybe, let's say the post says, men are bums and we don't need, we don't need men for nothing. And that mm. post gets about 100,000 likes. Yeah. To the person, when you jump on a Facebook and you see that post having 100,000 likes, you might be like, you know what, you're right. We don't need 100,000 men because it was sent out and 100,000 people like that message. So it, it just makes it makes it harder for you to form your own opinion when other people like the things that are messed up. So knowing it's a battle, but I encourage men to keep going, keep going strong. My message to men, I have a song called Tears of a Man. The song basically starts off, nobody cares about a man when he cries. They only care about a man when he dies. Gotta be strong, can't be weak to the eye. I know it's hard to keep your head to the sky. The song's basically referring to where men can't speak their minds. Um, it's starting to look like they're taking opinions away. Um, you can't be free about your opinion. You can't, without other people feeling disrespected for some, I don't know how, I, I don't know where, I don't know how we got here, but I know we're here. And uh, now that we're here, I'll just, I'm trying to do my part to, to it's a lot, uh, a lot of problems, a lot of issues. That, that's not being tackled, that's not being addressed. And that can cause stress. That can cause yeah. depression. Now we have all, now these, these little, those little things can cause a big, big problem because it hasn't, these are these, those little things of a, say your regular, your regular nine to five man getting on social media, forming his opinion, and have all these people jumping on him for his opinion. And every time he try to make an opinion, try to make an opinion, he gets all these people jumping on him. It causes depression. So now he's scrolling through TikTok, and my song pops up, and he understands and feels what I'm going through for both for both parties. But I'm tired of saying for both parties. Right. If I'm going to say, yo, a man, you know, he he. That's exactly what it is. I'm not going to say every time, but not most women. No, I'm saying what I say, and that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, and that's that. Right, right. And so I, it's something that I also see a lot on, 
on social media is that even when creators try to come out with some kind of subject matter that is that is is about men, right? And about men and their struggles. Every time there is there are people in the comment section, women, a lot of women that will you know say, well, oh yeah, well, you know, what about this and what about that and it's I see it I see it on on both ends. I've seen creators both, you know, women's issues and then men coming into the comment section talking about, you know, men's issues and the vice versa, right? For some reason we have developed this belief that there is no space for all of our pain. You know, that we cannot have any dedicated conversation about men's issues. We as a society have gotten to this place where we are intolerant of making space for someone else that's not us to talk about something that is bothering us, is meaningful to us, is a problem for us. And so a lot of us are in relationships with men. We have women who have brothers and, and friends and all that. And so we are also part of the solution. Right. We're, we're part of the solution. And so I still think it's it's so important to have a man speaking to men about men's issues because there's a lot of us out there, women. There's a lot of women out there. I'm one of them. You know, half of my clients are men. I speak to them too, but it's 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 not the same as hearing it from another man, having another man take a leadership role. And so, what is needed from women in order for this message to to continue to grow? In order for that to work. Women gonna have to be understanding. They're gonna have to put themselves in our shoes. How would you feel if whenever you make a comment, you get attacked by a hundred thousand men? <laughs> Do I have a voice here? In order for women in order for this to change, women have to put themselves in in men's shoes in order for that to change. And also the real women have to start checking other women when they're out of pocket. Um, and that helps out a lot also. And understand that creators influencers celebrities just because they have platforms does not make them right yes just because they have influence and have a hundred hundreds of millions of followers does not make what they're saying correct just like i said before certain agendas are being pushed so if you send it out to 100 million followers or if you send that out to 2 million followers that you have it's going to create chaos depending yeah. on your message. Right. And this is why social media can be good and it can be bad because it can be used for a powerful thing or it can be used to destroy. A lot of these creators out here destroying and the people that they sending this message out to don't even understand the message they just received, but they're out there doing it. They picked up their advice and they're they're doing it. So it's it's that bad. <laughs> like yeah, we've gotten it is. Bad. Yeah. Yes. There are women that are ready to hear what you're saying and are ready to to absorb it. And so I'm hoping that that message gets through in this episode. In terms of your your music career, what have you what have you achieved? What are your achievements? Let's just talk about that. I was happy with local achievements at first, um, which, you know, being <laughs> at the local shows and, you know, that type of stuff. But my recent achievements for the for the past eight months, when all this started taking off, my first song that actually blew up, blew up, was called The Weeknd. And uh, oh. it reached, it, it reached 4.7 million. Nice. Deep Depression blew up also, maybe August of last year, it reached 1.4 million. And then May 10th of this year, <laughs> I think right now, was it May 20 something right now? Yeah. Um, May 10th of this year, Deep depression came through like a wrecking ball. <laughs> and it came back. It just doubled back and yeah. it started exploding. And now we're sitting at 1.4 million uh with a hundred thousand shares, which is incredible. Um, and I'm doing this all with no label and no management. And this is why I'm trying to get a label and a management to to see the damage I've already done by myself. Uh, and to see what I can do and what I'm trying to show them also. I'm doing all this with no team, no management and no label. And I'm, I'm trying. So uh, also, Deep Depression reached 
number 13 on the UK charts. Oh my gosh. Number 13 on the UK charts. So that was real big for me. Um, oh my gosh. That is amazing. I that love is... and every one of y'all for helping me and helping this record get the exposure that it needs. Um, and it's still doing good right now. Still, you know, continue to get to where it needs to get to. But it's the fact that you guys are aware of depression, uh, anxiety, and mental health issues is definitely a great sign. And um, if I can be the voice of it, I'll be the voice of it. If I could just, you know, on on different topics, but deep depression has done some amazing things for my life, for others' lives, and that is definitely a career hive months. Those are some amazing milestones that you have reached. And it also speaks to the dedication to continuing to move forward because you came out with Deep Depression last year, I think in August of 2022, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it did get a lot of momentum at that time, but then, you know, months later, many months later, almost a year later, is coming back around. And it's blowing up again. And so you just never know with the content and the music that you're putting out, you you never know. It's not like it always is instantaneous. Obviously, you know that because you've been doing this for so many years. So that is a message to to anyone listening here that, you know, you just never, you never know. It doesn't, if it's not an instant, instant success, overnight success, that doesn't mean that you have failed. Keep on going. Exactly. Um, uh, that is definitely one thing that I didn't even know that I started going to TikTok to see people posting the same song from their page. It was like a hundred videos with the same song. I'm like, why? You? But come to find out, okay, this is what you guys are doing. Okay. So I did, I just reposted Deep Depression and that was it. I was like, oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's all right. So yes, yes, yes. I'm so grateful to God. I'm so grateful to God that that this message is getting out to those who need it. And hopefully, you know, we can. I actually have I have one in the, I have another one in the chamber. Okay. What's next on? Uh, what's coming up next for lyric? I have a song called Mass Shootings, and the song is 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 surrounded by children that was murdered during Valley, Texas, when they, when school shooter went into the the, um, school and ended up taking their lives. That was so, I was so affected by that on the day of, that would happen maybe two years ago. Was it two years ago? I think so. Yeah. Um, That I actually went live with no fans. (laughs) Like it was, it was it, that's how bad it affected me. So here we are two years later and I'm creating a song called Mass Shootings because I was I was devastated by that. And it's just a tribute to those who lost children to that. Um, I feel like the world had did not spend enough time on that situation. I also felt like for that tragic something, it was it, that was it was a ball that was supposed to roll and create other stuff. Um I just feel like it wasn't enough impact on us. And that just saying that also says something about us also, uh, where we at. Um, I think we're starting to be desensitized um, to a lot of stuff. So Mad Shooting is my next single. And I got a song called Drug Addiction also, which I speak to those who who ended up using. And I'm trying to basically show them why they shouldn't. Um, yeah. I got a couple of things in the hole. Uh, June 4th, I'll be at Summer Jam in New York City. Oh, okay. June, June 24th, I'll be at the BET Awards in LA again. June 23rd, it's a men's walk in Los Angeles. I'll be there. I'll be at the Essence Festival July 17th, I think. Don't, don't hold me to that. Um, and where is that? Is that also in LA? That's in New Orleans. I'll okay. be in New Orleans. Oh, all right. And then I have a photo shoot on the 2nd of June and a couple more podcast interviews and music videos. And right now the director is trying to figure out for my song called Loving You Hurts, 
I think we about to be at 200,000 on YouTube for Loving You Hurts. So we about to shoot a video for that one. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, it's coming. It's all coming together. Um, and I'm praying that 2023 is a year that a label is like, yo, you have made so much noise and it's time to come home. <laughs> so, like, you know, because, yes. yeah. That is what I that is what I am hoping and just sending out those vibes that that also happens for you. I really do think I really do think that it is time and that your your karma, you know, what what you have put out into the world is is coming back that it's already in momentum. The momentum is already there and it's just going to it's just going to continue and so I cannot wait to see the things that you are going to do next. Um, I'm already in love and an instant fan. You know, I didn't, I didn't know. I did not know about you or your music until, you know, maybe less than a week ago. And so instant fan, can't wait to follow your work for years to come. And I'm so glad that we got to connect today. Now, I will be providing... For everybody listening here, I will be providing all the different ways to get in contact and to follow and listen to Lyric. What what would you say? Is there is there a best way? Like, what's the the best way? How would you like people to to find you? Um, right now, uh, Instagram. I'm really trying to build up my following on Instagram. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Yeah, I don't know why Instagram uh, is just Instagram really, is just like Satan. I don't know. Damn. It's like it's it's not showing no love but um yeah instagram I'm trying to build on my following right now facebook and, and tiktok you can you can definitely write me on facebook uh i'm responding um tiktok same thing or instagram but instagram is my main focus now and then i know that i found you on spotify i saw you on iHeartRadio. i'm guessing you're probably on I don't know, SoundCloud Apple or Apple, Apple Music. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Music, so all streaming platforms except for SoundCloud. Except for SoundCloud. Okay. So not SoundCloud, but everywhere else that you listen to music, you can find Lyric. Thank you for thank you for being here today. Thank and you. Um, this was a very important message. There are so many gems in this episode. Thank you so much for being you. Um, and I'm I'm, I'm wishing you all well, much success. Um, and, you know, you're a friend for life now. So whatever yes, you Yes, that's it. <laughs> just give me a call and let me know, like, yo, Lyric, I need this real quick. I need this drop or I need this video. I got you. Just say the word. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining today. No problem at all. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, consider leaving a review so more people can find it. Look, I'm about solutions and I'm taking client applications until all the slots are filled. If you'd like to apply to become a client, to find out more about me and access other tools, see the show notes or visit my website at tullyrose.com. This has been Leaving Toxic. Thanks for joining me.